You're listening to God Bless the Enneagram. Welcome. I'm Christy Fountain, and I am an Enneagram coach and a four-wing five. And I'm Gina. I have a lifestyle blog called warmpairs.com, and I'm a type two wing one. I almost forgot for a second. (laughs) I mean, you read about all these other numbers all day long and uh, yeah. Hey everyone. We have an interesting episode for this week. Today, we're going to be talking about the unhealthy connection you can have to your integration arrow. And uh, for review, the integration arrow is the type you behave as when you're under security. For example, I'm a type two, so my integration arrow goes to a four. And you're like, how do I say this? (laughs) You're like, and... uh, And that's all. I act just like Christy. (laughs) Yeah, no, when I'm moving towards health and growth, I take on some of the attributes of the type four, like being emotionally honest. Um, I'm also more in tune to my needs. And the other side of that coin is when you're under insecurity, meaning you're having increased stress or pressure. Maybe you're feeling like you're not in control of a situation, you start to behave like the unhealthy aspects of your stress number. For me, the type two, that would be an eight. So under those circumstances, I can become quite aggressive, maybe even a little controlling, probably a little more than a little. (laughs) No, no, never. (laughs) Um, And I think if, I think people who know me, that can be a little bit surprising. I agree. I don't know. Does it surprise you? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I mean, I have to be under like a lot of stress. <laughs> but then once once I'm under that kind of pressure, I, I definitely can just start to get too aggressive. So, but yeah, because each type has a connection to the behaviors of their integration number, this also opens up the possibility of having an unhealthy relationship with it as well. And that's what we're talking about today. We're going to be discussing the unhealthy relationships that types five, six, and seven have with their integration number when they're under stress. And we're also going to have a few episodes in the coming months about the healthy relationship that you can have with your disintegration number. But I think right before we started recording, we were talking about whether or not we were going to do a six part series or maybe just condense it to maybe two or three. We're not we're not sure yet. (laughs) And this is a very kind of controversial, ethereal topic, I think, just because like in the Enneagram world, this isn't something that's readily talked about or read about. And um, we just thought it would be like an interesting subject to talk about. Um, I know for me, my integration arrow is a one. I know that it's a very, um, like the aspects of the one that are healthy can show up in my life when I'm feeling very strong and very in control of things and very um, empowered. But then I can kind of take it too far. And then some of those aspects of the one that are unhealthy kind of show up in my life as well. And so that's kind of what we're talking about. Like you said it perfectly. It's just this unhealthy connection to what should be your growth arrow 
your integration arrow, you under stress may take on aspects of the integration arrow that are unhealthy. So this should be interesting. Even when I'm saying it, it's weird. (laughs) Yeah, no. And I think depending on what's going on in your life, like the, the connections you have with your security point and your stress point can always vary. And I think this part of the Enneagram is really where the work is. Like, it's so interesting to me because after you figure out your type and your wing, maybe even your subtype, then you really want to start to examine your thinking, feeling, and behavioral patterns, right? And ask yourself, is this serving me? Is it not serving me? What what, um, aspects of this do I want to change? I was going to say... This topic is important to us because it kind of shows us or it explains why sometimes we behave more unpredictably, especially under stress. I mean, stress just kind of throws things off anyway, like our normal personality patterns. But, you know, if you don't relate so much to the unhealthy aspects of your stress arrow, um, so for example, Gina, you said you're, you're a, you're a two and under stress, you should go to an unhealthy eight. Um, but if sometimes you're acting more like an unhealthy four under certain stressful situations, it might explain why you're behaving like that and not an unhealthy eight. So for those of you out there that are not relating to your stress arrow, the, the number that your type points to in stress, then this might explain it. So we're going to talk about five, sixes, and sevens today. Five's unhealthy connection to the integration arrow of the type eight. Um, so normally fives move to healthy aspects of the eight in security or integration, Um, But we're suggesting that fives may have an unhealthy connection to their integration arrow or their security arrow of eight. So they may exhibit behaviors of an unhealthy eight under stress sometimes. This can make them aggressive, antisocial, really wanting to protect themselves at the same time overextending themselves and they can be extremely reactive or even violent when people impede on their, on what they perceive to be their personal bubble, like their space. Fives are like that when they're moving toward unhealthy levels, but, um, they, the difference is that under stress, they may behave like an unhealthy eight in that they can be really reactive, um, and aggressive when people impede on that space, they can verbally attack people, Um, for their incompetence or their stupidity, which obviously hurts people, like hurtful words kind of put people down. And their behavior can appear very severe to the point of them being like paranoid and dissociated from from their sense of self and yet also trying to be very self-protective. And so it's this weird balance of being self-protective and being self-punishing and being punishing toward others. I feel like I just did a terrible job of describing that, but no, you didn't. Um, the five and the eight are both, I think, protective in nature too. Like the five is very protective of their, their energy and their time. And, um, 
and the eights being protective of themselves, their body, other people that they love. Mm-hmm. Yeah, for sure. So what about sixes? Sixes. All right. So sixes go to type nine insecurity and um, the relationship they can have with their security arrow, the nine, when they're stressed, under pressure, and feeling a bit out of control, they can become quite avoidant. They start to detach themselves from what they have to do. They get sort of lazy. I, I think the nines get typed as lazy, but I think it's that it's almost, it's like attached to the avoidance, right? It's like they don't want to deal with it. Yeah. They don't want to, yeah, like deal with the matters at hand. So they just avoid doing it. And that can definitely appear as being lazy. Selectively lazy. Yes, selectively lazy. Because <laughs> they're they're definitely, I feel like all the nines I know are very active physically. Like they're always on, mm-hmm. like, go, 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 socialize, et cetera. But yeah, only with the things they want, like, like you said, selective. <laughs> yep. And yeah, the sixes can get caught up in that. They can just start to avoid um, their responsibilities, you know, what they have to get done. And um, instead, they'll focus on inessentials like watching TV or hanging out with friends, eating, whatever it is to avoid these difficult matters, maybe even heavy and uncomfortable situations that they that they should be uh, dealing with. They start to also suppress their emotions and needs, again, to avoid conflict, to keep the peace or avoid messing up the harmony in in a relationship. And when anyone does this, we can start to then become passive aggressive towards people because we're not dealing with what needs to be dealt with. Maybe there's... Uh, an argument that you had recently with a friend or just maybe something they said that doesn't really didn't sit well with you, but it won't, you, you won't deal with it. And so it might come out later on as these like passive aggressive snarky comments or Christy has said that her call them out. Christy said that her (laughs) husband is, is a nine. And do you, do you see any of that? Like, the passive aggressiveness for sure um obviously we live together so i see healthy and unhealthy aspects of the nine um but there it's very the unhealthy aspects are more so like i find things annoying but not so much like deal breakers like other types like the the apathy toward things that they need to, that they really do need to accomplish or get done. That would be considered like a growth behavior for them. Mm -hmm. So six is having an unhealthy connection to the nine. This one's interesting too, because I don't know. I really don't know. This one's just weird. Yeah. And I think too, because six is when they start to go under stress and they also are just indecisive. Like they can't make, they can't make decisions. They stay in between this, like weighing all the options and they'll just stay stuck there. And of course, like that becomes too much. So you're either going to act on it and deal with it or like the nine, you're going to just become avoidant 
you're just going to like, you know what, I'm not going to deal with that right now. And you walk away or engage in things that numb themselves even more. So sixes could, you know, like watch obsessively Netflix and chill, like (laughs) (laughs) to avoid making a decision and kind of losing sight of what their goals are and what really fills them with accomplishment and joy. I think like just losing sight of what they were really going for is a unhealthy aspect of nine as well. So I'm curious if anybody out there relates to these unhealthy connections to the growth arrows, security arrows, or the integration arrows, same thing. They're all the same thing. Don't get confused. Are we ready to talk about type seven? Yeah. So my favorite number. Yeah. Sevens may have an unhealthy connection to their integration arrow of type five or unhealthy aspects of the five, um, in which case they would find themselves concealing themselves like unhealthy five. So being more introverted, less extroverted, less connected to others, less rose colored glasses and more of the opposite, actually. So more like shady glasses. (laughs) Um, They might find themselves emotionally detached and reclusive, retreating into their imaginations like unhealthy fives, even to the point of being perceived as eccentric. Um, They can become depressive, which is very much unlike a seven or a healthy seven. Under insecurity or stress, they may be abrasive and argumentative, which again is not like them at all. They can pull away from social engagement and become very self-centered and obsessed with their imagination. And they can be fixated on great ideas like, or dark ideas, very high strung, and they can intellectualize their feelings. This is just, you know, again, what may happen to some sevens out there under stress, they may behave like an unhealthy five. Yeah. It sounds like they really go inwards. Yep. And withdraw. Yeah. So that's pretty much it. I have a quote to read. Okay. Yay. So the quote is by Victor or Victor Frankel, if I'm pronouncing that right. Um, Psychotherapist. And it says between stimulus and response, there is a space In that space is our power to choose our response. In our response lies our growth and our freedom. That's really good. I just think it's so good. And going back to what we were talking about before in the beginning about this is the work when you're wanting to apply it with the Enneagram. Like if you are familiar or if you start to familiarize yourself with how you respond, how you think, how you feel, and you start to notice that those patterns and behaviors are not serving you, it is in your power to change if you want to and to grow. Um, Yeah. So I thought that was a cool quote. Yeah. And the first step in doing that is to recognize how you're behaving under certain situations like stress and then 
from my perspective, at least to release yourself from any guilt for behaving that way under stress, like we're talking about today. And then if you can, you know, being mindful about your future behaviors and recognizing them as they're coming up and realizing you have a choice. Yeah. You bring up a really good point. Like releasing yourself from the guilt is super important because all of us are, we're not perfect and we're always going to have stress in our life. We're always going to be under stress at some point in our life rather. And like, we're just a work in progress. It's always going to be the work if we choose to do it to, um, to help ourselves. And yeah, it's just one of those reasons I love the Enneagram. (laughs) I mean, if there's a tool that can create more peace and content in my life, like I'm going to use it or I'm going to try. I think since this is a pretty short episode, I think next week we'll do the rest of the six numbers. That way we can just include it, um, the rest of everyone. Cause I think it's cool if, especially if people, um, are, you know, interested in learning this particular subject, it's kind of nice to just crunch down on it like that. Yep. Yeah, that's true. Cause it is very like, kind of out there anyway and it's like here's a quickie little like thing that could be possible yeah all right well thanks for listening and we hope you like this episode if you guys have any questions please leave a comment on our instagram account or on our blog post that we have for each of these episodes um we'd love to hear from you you can follow us at god bless the enneagram don't forget to share this episode too if you liked it and um subscribe and let people know Yes, please. Oh, yeah. Sorry. Please. (laughs) Okay. All right. Bye.